Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Radio you can touch. That can only mean one thing. This is the Bob and Jeff Show. You, you seem to know all the players in this poorly acted farce. What do they call that one? Bob Lutz. I've known you your entire life. There's no one who knows less about football. Jeff Lutz. I think every bowl game from now on should be named after something you can put in a bowl. Like raisins, orange bowl's fine, sugar bowl's okay, but no tax slayer bowl. You can't put that in a bowl. You can envision a bowl of raisins. Call yourself a man. I wait for you. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Hello again, everybody. It is a Wednesday edition, the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz, co-hosting, Max Power, producing engineering, 869-1240. Uh, that's the phone number on which you can reach us. So KU, uh, KU covered by a half a point last night. That's how it worked sometimes. I went to bed at halftime. It looked like they were going to cover by about 300 and a half points, but... Uh, that game got uh, that game was unwatchable. Uh, I went production. to bed before the game started. Huh? I went to bed before the game started. The produ- production value of that game left a lot to be desired. Uh, so we checked out at uh, halftime. What KU? KU's got a chance next year to be really good. They're good now. Well, we got to see how their quarterback situation unfolds. If it's if it's Jalen Daniels, then yeah, probably. If they bring in a, a transfer, yeah, probably. But uh, short of that, it's just yeah, great receivers. Unknown. Dean's coming back. Defense solid. Neil. Uh, Neil. Uh, they've got a great team. I predict they're preseason top 15 next year. Maybe 10. Mm, that's a stretch. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's not a stretch. I've been doing this a long time. Top ten? Come on, man. You always have to take things just a little too far. A long time. Okay. I mean, I just this is unfathomable. You're the only one who comes in and tells me I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I just I don't know. You take these things too far. Whatever, just Jeff. Just say K State. Why, why do you get to decide what I do? Because they're not going to be a top ten team in the country. They could well be. Not in the preseason. They're a top 25 team right now. Right. I understand that. Their personnel coming back, they return eight offensive starters. I get it. Their offense is dynamite. Their defense doesn't lose a whole lot either. They are in position to be a top 15 program with a chance to be top 10. 
That's what I said. They're not going to be a preseason top 10 team, no. I said a chance to be a preseason top 10 team. Depending on how everything else shakes out, and it's always going to be crazy. You know you're going to have Georgia. You know you're going to have Alabama. You know you'll get another SEC team in there. You know Michigan and Ohio State. You know all those. Oregon, got, Penn State, Ole all, Miss, you know Oklahoma, what? LSU. You know what? KU can play with all of those. I didn't say they couldn't. We're having different conversations. I'm having the conversation I want to have. KU is not in the top I'm 25. I'm not a homer. I'm not a guy that builds things up. I don't care. I don't care if KU, what KU does. I'm saying that I've watched them a ton more than you have. Okay? That's great. A ton more. Okay. Not even close. Fine. So I, I resent a little bit even having, having to debate this with you. They're not going to be a top 10 preseason team. Do you understand why team? I resent that? No. Do How you many understand? games have you watched KU a play few? this year? I don't know. No, give me a give me a I don't know. Here and this. there. You've, you've watched more, but they're not going to be a top 10 preseason well, team next I, year. I said with a chance to be a top 10 team. In the preseason? Yes. With a chance. Because people look at returners. They look at KU. If Jalen Daniels comes back and he's healthy... Uh, that's a huge thing. He has a chance to be a top five quarterback, if not higher. I mean, the guy's dynamic. He has not proven that he can be healthy. He has no, he hasn't. And again, I said if. I understand that. Missing some but key word. But it's like, well, if the Devin Neal's a top what five running back in the country, I believe that their receiving core is outstanding. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. They look to me like a team that could be in that realm. All right. Next year. That's, that's, look at the build of Lance Leipold. In three years, they've gone from winless to nine wins. Yeah, he's, it's extremely he's impressive. Fast track this program. No one's arguing What's to that. Say he can't keep it on the fast track. No one's arguing that he can't. I'm just saying they're well, not going to be. If you keep it on the fast track, then the next step is to potentially be a top ten team. They very well could, but they're not going to be a preseason top ten. I don't know that. I do, and that's I fine. I know how people vote. I've done it. They look at returners. They look at what you accomplished. They look at the fact that the Big 12 is not going to have Oklahoma and Texas. They look at the fact that which KU has. Which doesn't had, make KU better. Which it does in the minds of many. They look at the fact that KU could be, could be the preseason favorite in the Big 12. I think K-State will have something to say about that as well. I think, I think we're going to have two teams out of Kansas. Well, I think Arizona be, has a shot well, to be Could there. be. Uh, Utah has a shot. Could be. be. I don't think Utah's quite in that realm, but Arizona certainly looks to be a team that you'd have to reckon with. I don't know what their transfer portal situation is, nor do I know what uh, who they're losing. So I can't speak with much expertise about Arizona, but I feel like I can with Kansas. And that's fine. And I have without no, you in here to I have debate no everything. Problems. To debate everything. I have I no problems. The, the, the sky is green, and you'd you'd throw up something. I would say that it's blue. Yeah, I would def definitely debate that. So, I have an opinion. I want to feel free to share that opinion. And what I don't need is some guy 
You can rock in my boat. And I have no qualms with you saying that that KU could climb into the top ten next year. They could play at a New Year's Six Bowl. The ceiling for the team is extremely high. No problem with any of that. I'm just saying. What makes, but what here's what here's where I get hung up. Why do you think you know that they won't be a top ten team? Because they why, just won't. Why? Why? Because there are teams that. They weren't even in the top 25 of the final CFP. So they have to jump all of those teams. And, uh, you know, they have and to jump the, everybody. And with the nature of college football today? They're not going to jump all those teams immediately. It will take some time. I, th- I don't necessarily agree. Okay. I think if you look at their returning players, it's as impressive. I'd have to go back and study it. I'd need to get a college football guru expert on to talk about it but i can't imagine there's a team that has more quality returning i just said jalen daniels could be a top three quarterback well alabama and georgia Devin neal could be a top five running back their receiving core could be top 10 did you see those guys last night they're catching everything if patrick mahomes had them we wouldn't be talking about the chiefs the way we are Here's what uh, the Arizona Republic. Let's get to KU Pat, um, who I, I, and KU Pat knows I am far from a homer. I'm not somebody who gets on these airwaves and tries to build up the local teams unless I believe they deserve to be built up. Pat, welcome. Hey, guys. Uh, and Jeff, I don't want you to to go off on me like you did a couple months ago because I'm, I'm not going to go after you. But I want to remind you, before this season, I predicted eight to nine wins, and you said the one thing you knew, the KU defense was going to be horrible. I, I did say that, and I was wrong. That. Uh, and look, they they weren't great, but they were they were certainly improved from – last year and i'm excited obviously about where this program is going i think their wide receivers have been grossly underrated all year they're tremendous and uh they've also had their best recruiting class in their history and uh obviously they need some work defensively still but anyway i not siding with what anybody. Were, uh, let me ask you this, Pat, because sure. you, I'm sure you watched the game last night. Oh, of course. Um, awful, awful production. Not the the announcers were fine, but the game production was awful. What were all those personal fouls that were going on? I I, did, I couldn't keep track of them all. Yeah, I look. Uh, there was uh, KU came in uh, one of the least penalized teams in the country. I'm not saying that some of the personal fouls certainly weren't. KU kind of lost their composure. But there were some calls that were ridiculous, and it really did take away from the flow of the game. And and it makes KU's win even more impressive, considering they were penalized 218 yards, which I think is a record. Uh, But – God bless Jason. I, I couldn't tell if the penalties were warranted or not because we I never know, got they a never replay. They never showed replays. Yeah. 
yeah, it was crazy. a bad production by ESPN. Uh, but obviously, uh, you're right. Uh, Jalen Daniels has showed no propensity for staying healthy. And uh, But I can tell you, KU's got a freshman quarterback coming in who everybody is saying is another Jalen Daniels. Now, he's going to be a freshman, so he's probably going to be redshirted. But is optimistic. Well, I hope, uh, I hope Jason Bean gets the love that he deserves Absolutely. historically for what he did for this program because uh, if you write the KU football story, he's got to get a chapter, in my opinion. I agree. I agree, and and uh, you know he he he, uh, he gets ripped uh, on the, on the KU football thread a lot. He, he he, but he's been a savior as far as I'm concerned because if he wouldn't have decided to change his mind and come back with Daniels missing almost a whole season, KU wouldn't have had this kind of season. And if there's no way I could have predicted three years ago when Leipold came in, that the turnaround would be this dramatic. And I don't know if they'll be preseason top ten. Jeff's probably right. They probably won't be. But they do have a chance to be in the running to win the Big 12 next year because of all the players they've got coming back. So I'm far more excited about KU football than I am basketball. Well, that's another discussion, but okay. Uh, thank you, Pat. I we appreciate it. Thank it. you. Uh, KU Pat. And let me clarify, I did not say they would be. I said they have a chance to be. Well, there's either a, a chance. Top 10 program. There's either you are or but you're it, not. But it depends. I gotta, it, we're, in, we're in December of the hey, year. We're, we're almost a year out. There's a lot of chips that have to fall. I get it. Let's do this. I have to see uh, what other teams have. Let's do this. Let's find. No, some, I don't want to do let's it. Let's find some common ground. No, here. I'm not. I'm not finding any common ground. I'm. I'm so I'm, you're mad at me for debating, and now you're mad at me for trying yeah, to find I, I common like ground. I don't like common ground. Then what's the problem? I, the wounds are too fresh. When I state an opinion, and I just immediately but get eviscerated. You just go too far. No, to I say don't. KU's awesome. I said they have a chance, but they don't. And I believe that. There's a chance. There's a chance they could be picked to win the Big 12. And if you're picked to win the Big 12, there's a chance you could be I don't. A, a preseason top 10 team. All right. Here. They're more likely to be top 15, but there's a chance. A chance. Athlon Sports has them fifth in the Big 12 right now. Oh, Next well, year. Mr. I'm just Athlon. letting you know. Yeah, Athlon Sports, they haven't been around for 2,000 years. Mr. Athlon, excuse me for Voicing an opinion. They have KU ranked 24th right now Well, for the, for the 2024 season. Who do they have above them in the Big 12? Arizona. Um, and then it's K-State at 19. Maybe it's fourth. Utah and then Arizona. And then K-State at, K-State at 19, West Virginia at 20, KU at 24. It's a complete and utter joke. I doubt they finish fifth in the Big 12. But this at least gives you a look at how people are thinking right now. No, how people at Athlon Sports. I'll take every bit of money they have. I've read Athlon Sports for a long time. Kansas finishes ahead of West Virginia. Well, I agree. 
and K-State. I'd rather have Kansas's roster next year. Well, if you put Avery Johnson. I love Avery Johnson, but is he, is he Jalen Daniels? Perhaps. A Jalen Daniels? Maybe. Maybe. Probably not immediately, but Jalen Daniels, we don't know. Not only, we know he's dynamic and great, but we don't know that he can be great for an entire season. We don't. We don't know that he will continue to be great even if he's healthy. We don't know that about Avery Johnson either. Right. And we don't know that about any football player who plays. Yeah, we do. Whether they can be healthy. No, I'm not talking about being healthy. I'm talking about. What's your common ground? Uh, I just gave it to you. That's my common ground. They're not going to finish fifth in the Big 12. That's that's They're, the. I doubt they'll even be. That's picked. the olive branch you extended. Yeah, I mean that it just makes me more angry. Very clear, they're not going to be picked in the top ten. I don't know. Again, I think it's a. I think it's a in the realm of possibility. I'm not predicting it. Several teams would have to disband. No, no, I disagree. Okay. All right, there you go. We good. No, we're not good. Why? Because you irritate me because, and I and I get this, this is how it has to be on this show, but you don't put enough into it to be able to take this much out of it. You know what I mean? No, not really. You don't, get, you don't watch them enough to be able to, to pull. I'm not basing these, it on watching them but, a lot. I, but, I'm basing that on the programs that they have to jump and how difficult that's going to be in the preseason. I'm not saying it can't happen during the season because clearly it can. But in the preseason, they have to change a lot of minds still. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. For we'll that see if level, minds have been changed. For that level. Uh, here's what we have on the show today. 225, Denise Neal from the Wichita Eagles. She's been busy. Here's uh, lots of uh, restaurant news. And uh, we'll try to get that uh, from her uh, coming up in just a few minutes. At 2.45, Mike Furches, our good friend, joins us for a pop culture segment. Uh, he has also seen the movie Iron Claw, and uh, we'll see what his thoughts are on that. Plus, my outlandish thought that Oppenheimer will win the Academy Award for Best Picture, which I'm sure you disagree with that as well. Oh, no. Again, you, you don't. There you go again, pulling stuff out. What did I pull out? You're not. You don't know. I mean, I don't know. You don't. You don't have an opinion. Not on that. Well, I do. Okay. Well, then let's go with but yours. I haven't seen all the movies that I need to see to to really cement that opinion. What I will say, it's the best movie I've seen since. Well, I'd have to think about that. It's in that, uh, it, it, the only problem with it is, well, it's really long, but so is Saving Private Ryan. And this isn't, this is a war movie kind of, but it's more of a drama about people. And right, I get it. Wrestling with morality and just, uh, it it checked all my boxes. I saw Wonka on too. Movie. Uh, I don't have time to talk about Wonka. Wonka's good. I don't have time, to, I don't have time to talk about it. It is a very good movie. Not a top ten movie. Okay. For this year. I didn't it's say it was. 15 movies. See, I can just say West that. West Virginia's better than Wonka. See, I can just say that I like something and it was good without having to no, put it Wonka's in the category. No, Wonka's not good. Yeah, it was. West Virginia's better. Wonka was very good. I like Texas A&M. Yes, maybe you should. <laughs>
Oh. See, I don't mind you disagreeing with me. Nah, it's a terrible opinion you just had. Uh, I don't like, uh, I'm, I don't need to see Wonka. I think you would like it. I'm pretty sure you would like it. It moves well, really I like good. Timothy Chalamet. It moves good. The pacing's good. The story's fun. It seems like I saw the Wonka with Gene Wilder. So that's this isn't. Do that. I need to see this that? This isn't a remake. This is a prequel. Well, well th- didn't I see the the Tim Burton? Ver- was that Gene that was Wilder? a remake? Uh, well, I don't know. We'll 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 look into it perhaps. Yeah, this is a this is a different story. What we'll do now is take a break. Denise Neal on the other side. We'll talk food and restaurants, and I got a little bit of a bone to pick, but. It won't take too long, and then we'll get into Denise. Yeah, a little bit. It's too bad. Just a little one. I understand. You got me fired up, man. Good. That's how it's supposed to be. We'll be back. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All in all, the musical theme, we have songs that include the word all, and that's one of the best ones. All I Need is a Miracle, Mike and the Mechanics. An underrated band, in my opinion, a top ten band uh, of their era. Here's Denise Neal from the Wichita Eagle and Kansas.com. Hello, Denise. Hello, how are you guys? Oh, we're doing well. How about you? You know, just typing along. Everybody off work this week except for me. 
Well, you're busy. A lot of restaurant news. Uh, let's oh, kind of jump into it, and we'll get to the topic I want to discuss with you in a little bit a little bit later. Uh, okay. So tell us about some of the comings and goings that have happened or are going to happen here shortly uh, at the first of the year or after the first of the year. Well, are you referring to anything specific there, Mr. Luke? Well, I am I just working saw, on a big story uh, about things coming and going. But, uh, I just saw Nola's Pizza is closing its location on West Central, and uh, the owner is going to open a new location in a building he plans to build. Uh, we, exactly. We're trying to guess what major correct. West Side intersection that is. Well, I'll tell you when we are off the air, but he just doesn't want it out there until the um, papers are signed because he and his wife are superstitious, something could go wrong. So I get that. But uh, it's a good location, I think. Uh, Definitely. I think he could do well there. It would be more convenient for some people, I think. Uh, But, yeah, he lost his lease there at um, Central and Ridge. He doesn't have to be out till October of this year, this next year, but he doesn't know when he'll move exactly. But, yeah. And that's on the heels of some other news that NOLA is is opening uh, next to our office is there at Old Town Square in the former Pino's Palace building, which is right next to City Arts. So that's also going to happen after the first of the year. So Nola's is on the move. And uh, Riverside Cafe not closing, but uh, switching owners. Sounds like the, yeah. uh, the menu is going to be kept the same, and then the current owner of Riverside is changing the name of his other Riverside Cafe in Derby. Uh, how yeah. do you untangle all that? Well, uh, Paul Colmia has been the owner of Riverside Cafe since 2001, the one on 13th Street, and he he grew it to uh, several other locations. There's one on West Central. There's one in Derby. There's one, like I said, that on 13th Street. Um, so he sold the one on West Central last year to a young couple. Uh, they've been running it for a year. I don't even think people realize that. I didn't. And then he's just decided to sell the uh, West 13th Street um, Cafe, which has been a cafe of some kind since 1947, to uh, the same couple. And uh, he's going to slow his life down, visit his vacation home more, uh, and just keep his derby restaurant. Um, So he's going to let the new owners keep the name Riverside Cafe and change the name of his restaurant, but he doesn't know exactly when he'll do that but that's the plan on that but yeah like you said jeff uh the new owners don't have any real big plans to change much they're adding some parking on the 13th street location but that's about it talking uh, with denise neal from the wichita eagle so i was uh driving around downtown the other day and i came upon uh, solly and jude's right Mm -hmm. uh, right across the street right across waterman from the yeah. Interest Bank Arena. I've always wondered why there wasn't more entertainment development in that area. Uh, wh- first of all, I, I'll ask you that. Why hasn't there been more entertainment development and food development in that area? And how? what do you think of Solly and Jude's? Well, that's a good question, Bob, because arena proponents such as yourself promised us that that was going to happen. But it really hasn't so far. I don't know. I think... That area down there is just not that busy unless there is an event. 
And so this place, Sally and Jude's, is right across the street from the arena's um, south side entrance. Uh, they're on Waterman, and um, there's a big, cool, retro-looking sign there. It's owned by the guy who owns the Cotillion, plus the guy who owns, like, Barleycorns and the Shamrock uh, and Jerry's, and two other guys. And it's a sandwich place, and they have really nice, melty, bag-for-you-but-tastes-so-good sandwiches. And they also make really crispy tater tots, and they have a big bar. It's not a very big restaurant. pretty little, but... Um, they're only going to be open for regular hours Monday through Friday because it's just not that busy in that area of town when there's not a concert going on. They'll open on weekends only if there's an event going on. So they won't be open Saturdays or Sundays if there's nothing going on at the arena. So that's what they're trying out at first. And then if there's a demand on weekends and there's no event, so they're open to that. But they opened uh, for good. They, they had a few soft openings, but they've been open open since uh, yesterday. But it's definitely worth checking out. I went there and had a Reuben, and it was delicious. So uh, my wife has taken to the restaurant called Public at the Brickyard. She's been there a few uh-huh. times. I went there with her uh, the last time we went, which is before the Pentatonix concert. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the pizza, and the appetizers were good. So does that yeah. place have a pretty good reputation around town? Yeah, man, that's been there forever. I I'm glad you finally for found it, question. Jeff. Well, Thank you. Found it. been there for a long time. <laughs> I apologize yes, for that question. 11 years. So That's not that long. But, uh, it's been yeah, quite that's popular a good place for all 11 years. Okay, well, good, good, good. I don't know did what to tell you. Their, I just found did it. You see their, did you see their Christmas-themed area back there, Jeff? Uh, probably. Several, it would, it didn't stick out as town. a memorable. Okay. They're one of the few bars in Go town ahead, who are sorry. putting on like special pop-up bars for the holidays, and a few of them are still going on. But I, I did a little holiday bar tour the other last week, and that's one of the places we went. So people just there was a sign on the on the there was a sign on the refrigerator or freezer, I guess, that said "Ask about ice cream," but I never got a chance to, so I, I was really Dang regretting it. that. Next time. Too bad. Denise Neal, our guest from the Wichita Eagles. So uh, there's a couple, and, you know, I'm kind of bound to my area here. Uh, Mm -hmm. We've always wondered what was going to replace DeFazio's. They've got a a new place that's under construction or uh, will open soon. And then there's a smaller restaurant on 21st Street that used to be Angela's as well as some other things. And it's going to be a Hawaiian restaurant. Do we have other Hawaiian restaurants in Wichita? And what what is the gist of a Hawaiian kebabs? Is that what we're going to have? How no, long is that? Bob, no, go ahead. Hawaiian food is kind of, well, the people who do Hawaiian food in Wichita are mostly doing a few of their traditional dishes, with, which are like poke, which is fish, like sushi-grade fish with rice and other sauces and, veg, and you know, toppings. And then... Um, some kind of like Kahlua pork type thing or uh, some type of Hawaiian pork and then macaroni salad. Macaroni salad is a big Hawaiian dish. So this place you're, you're talking about, Noble House, they've actually been open in two other locations in Wichita and closed. And they've had a food truck here for at least a decade. And uh, so they're going to try another brick and mortar spot out there. But 
Uh, we've got several Hawaiian poke places in town now. There's uh, which I love poke, by the way. I don't know if you would, but I do. It's that um, Crafted, which is out there at 21st and Webb, and then there's uh, a new place called Poke Moto, which has one over here, Seneca and Pawnee, and then one at, uh, I think, close to, like, Greenwich and, uh, well, I can't remember. Out, out there on Greenwich, close to the all the stuff. So, yeah, I mean, Hawaiian food is mostly poke, pork, chicken dishes, macaroni salad, but we've had it for quite some time. You guys need to get, you guys really need to catch up. We really we offend you, don't we? In some way. Well, I knew me. about uh, I knew me. about Noble House. Question. You don't offend do you me. I said. Okay, we don't offend. <laughs> I didn't know well, that I'm was saying play. I didn't know that was a question. I, was... I know. I'm just sorry for you. I I knew you know? about Noble House. He knew about. Uh, the public at the brickyard, so it's uh, we're even now. Well, the public at the okay. brickyard is quite more prominent than Noble House. I don't know. Noble House is pretty good. What have you had there, Jeff? I don't remember. It's been a few years. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, so let's uh, let's discuss the elephant in the room. Uh, Denise okay. Neal, uh, who has been writing about food and restaurants for what? more than 20 years here in, in this market, uh, mm-hmm. became a semi-regular, an, an occasional guest on this show uh, back in 2000, uh, what? When did we start? 2017. Gosh, it's been a uh, long time. Or 16, probably. With, with very little fanfare, we brought Denise along, and uh, she's proven to be a very popular part of the Bob and Jeff show with her once or twice a month, a parent. Uh, Recently, Denise uh, joined KMUW, our public Mm -hmm. radio station here in town, uh, with fanfare that had been reserved for Taylor Swift's new records. Uh, It was all over social media. Just uh, an adoring public could not get enough. Uh, And, and of course, I, I came on social media and I said, well, you know, we've had... Denise on this show for eight years um, with little fanfare and little uh, public acknowledgement. Uh, so there you go. There's my there's my little rant. Uh, we, we well, I'm not sure what you're ranting about. I'm, I'm not sure what you're ranting about because had you, like KMUW, chosen to give my presence the fanfare it deserves, then you would have had the fanfare. But you chose not to. Well, is I'm that not how sure that works? you're blaming I mean, here. Well, I'm not necessarily blaming you. Uh, but well, who boy, are you the blaming? Fanfare. There's no know. one to Let blame but yourself for the lack of fanfare. There's always a culprit in my you world. You can fanfare so it up anytime you want. I'll help you. <laughs> well, we fanfare you every secret. time you're on this show. Well, I mean, the fanfare you're talking about is social media. You don't post me on social media, do you? Well, I always I always let people know when you're going to be on the show, like on Twitter okay. today or X. Well, uh, it's there's certainly a different it's a different beast. I mean, you and I are having a conversation, and there I'm doing like a pre-planned commentary. And you know, if you want to start giving me a paycheck, I will stay exclusive with you. <laughs> That's Until fair. Until then, my volunteerism our, uh... is spread evenly. 
Let me talk to my uh, higher ups on that one. You talk to them. Uh, but, but the point, the point, I guess I'm trying to make is I want to congratulate you in oh, a roundabout way. Oh, good. I thought you way. were mad. Okay, good. No, I'm not. You know, you, you know me well enough to know I'm not mad. Uh, it just slightly hurt, but not mad, certainly. Well, Bob, let me tell you something. I've been appearing on radio, as I've told you many times, in my career for probably as long as I've written about restaurants. Different stations all over town. Now, the KMEW thing is new, but never in my life do I ever get as many people come up to me and say, I heard you on the radio, as they do on your show. Everywhere I go, if there's well, a male population there, someone approaches me and says, I love listening to you on Bob and Jeff. So, that's I mean, obviously... You don't need the fanfare. You guys are popular without all that fanfare. You're just fine. Well, now I feel better, and uh, I, I certainly understand why KMU, KMUW would pursue you and want you to be on Aww. their air. And at Thanks. some point, I will listen when I'm uh, when I'm uh, when I'm around a radio at that time, and uh, we wish you the best. What kind of commentaries are you giving? I'm talking pretty much little summaries of the good, interesting stuff that's happened over the past week. And you don't even have to wait to hear it on the radio because I will fanfare it up and put the link to the recording on my actual Facebook page every week, every time it's on. Oh, so you just can go wait. there and hit that listen. Nice. Yeah. Of course, we, we will not see the link to this appearance, but that's okay. You will if you uh, send it to me. <laughs> send uh, it over. Denise. You, we love you. I just got, uh, I just, by the way, Denise helped me on this. Yeah. Uh, I've been looking for a chef to speak to our League 42 kids as part of our passion project. Yeah. Uh, we invite different people to come and talk to kids about passion. And yeah. it's been a real good thing. We just got to get our kids to come. Uh, but we're working on it. And on January 13th, Josh Rathbun will be speaking oh, to our group. That's yeah, one of the so names I'm, I'm I gave excited you, isn't it? about that. He yeah, that's is. one of the names yes. I gave you. You're welcome. Latte is his restaurant. Latte. So, Latte. 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 It's named after his daughter, Charlotte. So, you know, some people some people named Charlotte get the nickname Lottie. Lottie. I could say that a lot better before my surgery. Never Lottie. I've Lottie. never heard that either. Yeah, little Lottie. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, his restaurant's on uh, South Market. Well, he definitely has a Wichita. passion. You should take Debbie there. It's well, delicious. I look forward to that. Take All Debbie right, to that good. place. So you know you know uh, of what he speaks. There you go. It's a good idea. All right. Good Thank stuff. you, Denise. We always appreciate Thank it. You Thanks for I'm being a good-natured person. Okay, good I'm glad never you're mad. not mad at me. Okay. <laughs> see, you, see you soon. Bye, guys. What? Denise Neal from the Wichita Eagle and Kansas.com. Uh, what? You, you're never mad? No, I'm not mad at Denise. Okay. I've never been mad at Denise that I know of. Well, well good maybe for her. once. But we don't need to get into that. Mike Furches joins us after his holiday duty has ceased. Mike, welcome. How are you? We can't really tell our <laughs> listeners what that holiday duty was. <laughs> Uh, but I think they can perhaps guess. Hey, I am back and getting rested, and I'm excited to be back to normal. 
Yeah, I bet you are. It's that's a uh, I'm sure undoubtedly an extremely enjoyable process, but uh, it's a long one. It's a it's a long one, and it's it is enjoyable. But there's tough there's tough times. You get to hear things that you never wanted to hear. Uh, so, but no I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back. Back to seeing movies sure. and uh, on a more regular basis and everything else. So, I wanted to start with uh, with Tom Tommy Smothers passed away at the age of 86, certainly uh, part of the Smothers Brothers from back in the day. And uh, you and I are roughly the same age. I'm a few years older, but I know you understood the impact of the Smothers Brothers and their CBS weekly show that uh, debuted in 1967 and had an incredible impact. They actually put that show on thinking, it wouldn't do much of anything. They uh, they scheduled it opposite Bonanza, uh, the number one show on television at the time. But the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour found an audience and became a kind of a counterculture hit. Well, it, it, it was actually a huge audience. And, uh, I mean, a lot of history in regards to when they went off the air and the lawsuits that were involved and the Smothers Brothers winning that. This, this is why it's kind of touching to me, Bob. Uh, I'm about the age, in the late 60s, early 70s, they toured nationally, and I, they were they were the first touring show that I ever went to. My grandmother, who is the sweetest little old conservative Southern Baptist woman that you'd ever meet, uh, she loved the Smothers Brothers, and they were the first show. I took my grandma. We went together to see them in Kingsport, Tennessee at Dobbins Bennett High School. So I got to see them live uh, in the late 60s, very early 70s. And that just brings back tons of memories. And looking back on them historically, you know, I prefaced my grandmother, sweet little loving conservative Southern Baptist woman. It's ironic that she loved them as much as she did. And it says something about the impact that they had on society, especially when looking at their humor and the things that, that they were saying and doing, which had a tremendous impact socially uh, on America and specifically the Vietnam War and other things that they were actually involved in. So. It's a terrible loss. Yeah, and, that was a uh, uh, that was a weekly highlight for yeah. those of us in my family. My parents loved the Smothers Brothers, and so did I. And it's where uh, Steve Martin got his start as a writer, as well as Rob Reiner. Both uh, got their starts on on the Smothers Brothers. Yeah, and the uh, and the fact that CBS they they canceled the show and they brought on Hee Haw, which was a big hit, but. Uh, the Smothers Brothers, I mean, is a breach of contract that they had, and uh, and they won the lawsuit against CBS, which in some ways changed the entertainment business, specifically related to television, uh, more than what most people today would even begin to realize. They, they were very important historically, not just for their content. It started out as a folk a musician, music group, and were very good. <laughs> they were both very good. And, uh, again, it's, it's a terrible loss because it's a reminder to people that, like you said, our age of our past that's going on before us and, you know, causes us to question our mortality to some extent, at least it does me. So terrible loss. And uh, for those that didn't have a chance to see them, go back, YouTube them, check them out, and then remember the times that they were performing and doing the things they did. Uh, terrific, terrific so, act. So, you know, we I, I saw Iron Claw on Christmas night. I heard that you've seen it. Also, uh, my wife and daughter did 
I think they thought it was a well-made movie, but did not enjoy it because of uh, the subject matter it covered. We had a pretty good, uh, interesting conversation about the movie on the way home from it. You know, I told them that any wrestling movie or any movie with professional wrestling as a backdrop that takes place in the 1980s is probably not going to be a happy story. Um, so how much of the Von Erich story did you know going in, and, and what did you think of the movie, and, and how did you, what did you think uh, leaving the theater? What did, you, what did that movie leave you with emotionally? Well, I'm pr- pretty familiar with the story. I mean, if you've ever, ever watched any wrestling documentaries, I happen to go with a dear friend of mine who I and many in the world of amateur wrestling consider one of the world's greatest authorities, Aaron Swayze. I know that he listens into the show, but Aaron's a, he's a historian in regards to college and professional wrestling. And uh, we went together with with our wives to see it. I thought it was very well done. There's only one thing in the movie that was so bad it was irritating. Uh, Rick Flair. You know the story, like you, absolutely. Rick Flair was the biggest joke of a cast casting move ever made. And uh, yeah, you, you and I are on the same page on that. It's a terribly sad movie. Uh, I had a uh, my my sister-in-law. She posted on my page that they had gone to see it yesterday, and she made a commentary about one of the saddest things in the movie that I didn't even think about, mainly because I'm not a mother. But can you imagine their mom and all that she went through? And for those that don't know the story, it it is tragic. Uh, It's very well done. Uh, I I didn't like the the hairstyles because they were usually obvious wigs to me, but the story itself was – Wondering, and I, I remember watching because I grew up in Tennessee. I remember watching that initial match with Harley Race way way back in the day, uh, before the uh, you know before everything merged together into WWE, WWF, all that kind of thing. So, uh, the, the older brother, man, I, I could say so much, Jeff, but you don't want to give it away. It's definitely worth seeing. It is not a leave the theater feeling good kind of movie, but. It, it is a very well done movie. I felt from a historical perspective. I thought they, I thought Harley Race nailed it. So to get Harley Race so perfect, Harley Race is in it. No, the character. Yeah. Well, I know character. that. But it, he, I he know the character. He looked well, a lot. Don't, like, don't be dumb. He looked a lot like and uh, acted a lot like the original Harley Race. But to get so right with Harley Race's character and to be so far off with Ric Flair, I. I don't know how they missed that particular thing, but that was the only pet peeve I saw about the movie. So The crazy thing is about that movie, they didn't cover the youngest son who no. had a tragic ending. They did not cover the death and infancy of one of the brother's children. I mean, it's just there's so much that that family endured. It's, it's heartbreaking. The tragedy is beyond what we see on screen, and it's almost unbearable what we see on screen. Uh, I thought, but I thought it was very well done. The, the the wrestling sequences, the story, the innuendo of some of the things that went on, uh, you know, who who the heel was, who's not the heel, all of those types of things. I, I know you guys love pro wrestling, and there was a day that I was so into it, it was unbelievable. Growing up in the South and going to the Johnson City Recreation Center back in the days of Chief Wahoo McDaniel and Ric Flair and all those guys uh, that were wrestling on the circuit back then, and uh, so. I, those were fun days, but they were definitely tragic days. So, but I've got to say something else, uh, Jeff, if I can switch just a second here for a little bit. Bob, I'm going to tell you, Jeff's right, Wonka's worth seeing. Uh, 
it, it is Thank the you. most fun movie I've seen this year so far. And it's not it's the prequel to Willy Wonka. I didn't give it a chance before seeing it and after seeing it. I was I was way wrong on that movie. It's very well done, very entertaining. So I'll just well, say that. that uh, then uh, you've sold it to me, Mike. I'll uh, no, I'll give it a look. I'm sure my wife would appreciate it. After all the heavy stuff, I uh, endure her to watch. And speaking yeah, of that, uh, Oppenheimer. I finally got around to yeah. watching it. Uh, you talk about a cast, and yeah. there's not a miscast in that movie. It's one of the most impressive casts I've ever seen in any movie anywhere. And uh, Christopher Nolan, who has a tendency to, to shoot for the stars whenever he makes a movie, he went all out on this one. Uh, of course, it's about the invention of the bomb, the atomic bomb that we dropped on uh, Japan. And, uh, the oh my gosh, I, I cannot stop thinking about this movie. I told Jeff that it may be the best movie I've seen in a decade. I th I think that highly of it. It was yeah. incredible from start to finish, and that's a three-hour time span. Yeah, it, it is. I, I would go so far as to say it may be the best directed movie ever. Uh, but I think it's it's it, it's really three movies. It's not just one movie. It, car it carries on over three different storylines. And the ending, I, that's the that last bit of Oppenheimer's life, I wish they would have spent more time on that because – what we as a nation did to him is inexcusable, uh, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, to, to categorize him as the communist and you know abiding with the enemy, when he did what he did for this country, uh, it, it, as far as I'm concerned, it put him up on one of the great American heroes of all time. And he did. He struggled with the bomb and the creation. And the, we're not giving any spoilers here because this is history. And Nolan did such a good job of replicating. I lost so much respect for Harry Truman in a very important scene in the movie that is documented to have happened very much exactly the way it did in the movie. And so, well, you may have uh, lost respect for Harry Truman, but uh, Gary Oldman's only on the uh, on the screen for about five minutes, and those five minutes playing Harry Truman in that scene you're talking about was. That guy, my goodness, I can't. I'm, I would rave about this movie for hours. I just, yeah. I couldn't believe those, what I was watching, how well done the, it was. Those five minutes on screen for Oldman could result in him getting a nomination for supporting actor. They were that powerful. It's, it's very well done. It is long. Uh, but the story, like I said, if you, if you go in to see one movie, it's long. But if you go in expecting that, it's really kind of three different storylines of his life. It's it's rather amazing and uh, definitely I would agree one of the best movies ever, most definitely in my opinion, quite possibly the best directed movie ever. So the fact that it's streaming now, and more people have a chance to see it, and I hope they do. You and I, and I wanted to ask you about this because you and I have railed against the quality of movies the past couple of years with the pandemic and everything else, and. Uh, I think we're past that. It looks to me like we're back to making great movies. Do you agree? Yeah. I, I agree. And I don't remember if it was you or someone else I was talking to. This year, the last few years, the movies have been horrible. This year, Hollywood's made a comeback, and we're seeing some. We have the best selection of high-quality movies this year than we've had since pre-COVID. Since even before pre-COVID, 
uh, in quite some time. We we have a lot of very good movies this year, and uh, it, it's time to e- either watch them on streaming like you do with Oppenheimer, or for some folks to you know get to the theaters. And if they go to the theaters, they still have issues and concerns about COVID. That's perfectly understandable. There are times that you can go uh, see a movie where the call the audience is not that big. Right now, it's not one of them. The theaters are packed. Uh, we went again when we saw the Iron Claw. The theater was absolutely packed. It's the most people. That was Christmas night that I saw it, Jeff, at AMC. So we, we saw it on the same night as far as the Iron Claw. But that's the most people I've seen at a theater in a very long time. Well, the color purple set records for attendance on a Christmas. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Mike, and I really appreciate it. It's always fun to talk to you about this stuff, especially as I get back into it because – I've kind of been uh, not in the movie scene for a little bit because of what we talked about. I just don't think there's been a lot of good movies, but that's changing, and uh, we're coming back as well. Yeah, uh, and I agree as well. So uh, we need to all go to a movie at some point in time, even if it's just sitting at home and watching a streaming show together. It'd be a lot of fun. So absolutely, we need we okay. need to get that organized, and we will. Thank you, Mike. Okay. Thanks, guys. Mike Furches joining us to talk about movies and pop culture. One of the, uh, you know, I'm, now that you have Wikipedia and Google, so I'm watching the movie and I'm looking up all this stuff because I get curious about these actors and what they've done. And uh, Tom Conti was in Oppenheimer playing Albert Einstein. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I like to think I'm kind of in touch. And I did not realize that I shared about a month of time on this earth with Albert Einstein. He died in April of 1955, and uh, I was born in March of 1955. That's pretty amazing. Um, so I did some research on Albert Einstein. I don't know. That's pretty much what you do. You go down the rabbit holes after you see a, a movie. Well, it wasn't after. It's during. I, can't, I got so many things going through my head, and I cannot well, – I, I think I've already stressed enough that – that's one of the great movies. One of the greats. Well, I'll have to check it out at some point. All right. We will come back. We've got a, uh, picks to make in hour number two. Uh, we rudely didn't acknowledge Shannon's call to the show in the first segment. Shannon, please give us a call back as we get to Jive Talk next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.